because you're a mid and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can follow us on twitter and youtube at the mid podcast you can also support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and sign up for patreon where you have access to our random shit episodes and exclusive content only for our patreons and if you want to support the show, you can also cash app us, dollar sign the mid podcast, and your support will go a long, long way. You can also listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, any podcast platform. And if you like the show, please give us a five star review so we can get more ears on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, Catherine the Great, here with Fluffmeister Brendan, mm-hmm. and we are going to recap last week's AEW Dynamite and Rampage, because wrestling is our favorite thing. Uh-huh. But before we get into our review, we got lots of stuff to talk about. So, we're going to kick it off with our wrestling news, and... Something segment. I had to come up with another name. <laughs> you want to start? Nick Khan says that there hasn't been any fights in the stands at a WWE show in the past decade. Liar. Turns out that's a lie, as there was one a few weeks ago in Boston. So, um,. Don't know where Nick Khan is getting his nudes from, but shortly the His asshole. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me. He also said 40% of the audience are women, and 50% of the folks who attend our live events attend with children. Well, no shit. That's why your shit sucks. Mm -hmm. Also, Nick Khan did say, that Peacock would credit WWE with growing its subscriptions. However, they are open to the idea if Peacock wanted to turn their PLEs into UFC pay-per-view models like they do on ESPN+. Ain't nobody paying 50 goddamn dollars for that shit. The only reason I watch that shit is because I watch it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. For like $5 a month. What the fuck is this man thinking? Friday at 11 o'clock. What? Here, go bye-bye. Oh. So, yeah. He's just out there trying to make WWE look good because they're in the process of being sold, which I honestly think they've already been sold to the Saudis. They just don't want to say nothing. No, they won't. Because the Saudis are the only ones that's going to let Vince McMahon stay in charge. Um, the Saudis are, they won't announce the sale until after Mania. Anything else? No, that's all that I have. So. So far, in 2020, 2023, 
Who would you say is your tag team of the year? Aussie Open. Cannot disagree with that. I think I'll go with Ozios open too, because I just like them. So evidently, our boy, Papa Will, and one Andrade have had a nice Twitter conversation about wanting to face each other at one forbidden door. Would you be upset to see that match? If Will's healthy enough. Uh, well, if Andrade's healthy, he's still rehabbing too. Andrade will be back. But I guess Andrade is no longer going to the WWE. I don't know. But Andrade said it's time to meet face to face. Amigo, break the rules. To which Will Ospreay responded and said, Acting like it's my call, bro. You and I. No, if it was up to me, I'd meet you anywhere and tear the house down with you. Not going to disagree with that. Real talk, it will happen. Promise you. Get healthy, my man, and I'll do the same, and I'll see you soon. I need some cell transfers. I need some stem transfers. Whatever they need to do to get Will's shoulder working, (laughs) I need this to happen before June whatever Forbidden Door is. June 20-something. No, it's after it, my birthday. Leave it for a forbidden door. That's what I'm saying. For a forbidden door after my birthday. But I don't know what date it is. June 24th. Yes. Four days after my birthday. In Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yep. So would you be down for a match like that? Fuck yeah. That match would like probably be one of the best matches. Even though I want Kenny Osprey dose. Yeah. Or I wouldn't mind Omega Tanahashi Trace. Yeah. Okada versus Omega. And I want to see Okada versus Omega one on one. Um There's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't mind seeing United Empire as a whole take on all of the elite Kenny, Hangman, the Bucks have Osprey, Aussie Open, Jeff Cobb have a four way match. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Aussie Open and Jeff Cobb versus the House of Black. Ooh, yeah. That would be cool. So, I have potential names for Edge if he ever came to AEW. Would you like to hear them? Adam Copeland. Um, Edge Cage. He could be Christian's brother. Okay. Adam Edge. Okay. Adam Cage. Okay. Adam Edgeland. <laughs> are just edged. <laughs> Edging. Edger. I like Adam Cage. And he'd be Christian's brother. My problem is, you already have Adam Page. And Adam Cole. (laughs) So, 
then we'll have to have a match between, between the atoms. <laughs> Which atom is going to come up on top? <laughs> so we woke up Thursday morning, I believe it was, with some bad news. One Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks has a partially torn bicep. And evidently his injury happened during the Winnipeg Trios match. And he worked the whole match with a partially torn bicep. Matt opted not to get surgery because he's hopeful of being back quicker. And if he'd had surgery, it would have meant he would have been out at least seven months, if not more. Get well soon, Matt. I miss you. Hmm. Interesting. What else do you got? You remember how Maxwell Jacob Friedman said that he never needed to be enrolled in AEW Daddy Daycare? Yeah, Jericho and yeah, Cody. We already talked about no. this. He was actually enrolled four times. Once with Cody, once with Jericho, once with William Regal, and once with CM Punk. Eh. Then were all the people that try to help him. What else do you got? If you had to make a faction... Who would be in your faction? You have one singles, a tag team, and one female. Jamie Hayter, Kenny Omega, Aussie Open. Nice. I think. Wait, I w- no, no, no. Replace Kenny with Will. Just have United Empire and add Jamie Hayter to it. Don't get why she's not in there already. Because she doesn't work for New Japan. But Will said they're looking for women. For your United Empire. So she would be a good fit. Just throw Jamie Hader in United Empire. Throw Mercedes Monet in United Empire. Thro- throw Trinity Star into United Empire. I think Jamie Hader would fit better than any of the others. Yeah, mostly because she's a Brit. Yeah. So, if I'm taking one guy, I'm going to take Christian Cage. My female, I think I'm going to take Jade. And my tag team, I think I would take Austin and Chris from Impact. Austin Ace and Chris Bay. Ace Austin? Yeah, Ace Austin. I got it backwards. That would be my faction. Interesting. So Trish Stratus named her Mount Rushmore of women, women wrestlers. Herself, Lita, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Are we going off of like personal bias? But I mean, I can agree with that list. So I read on Twitter somebody came up with two theories or ideas for Jay White showing up in AEW. The New York show? Um, 
Jay shows up at Supercard, costs Eddie a victory. Jay then aligns with the BCC, joining in on a feud with the Elite. Kenny is one foot in, one foot out until Don convinces him to leave the Bucks and focus on himself. Adam Cole joins the Elite. Eventually, Don turns on Kenny, aligning with Jay White and leading to Abushi debuting. Eventually, Jay and Eddie come to blows once again, and John Moxley refuses to engage, keeps Yuta and Claudio from engaging, which leads to Jay turning on the Blackpool Combat Club and doing his own thing with Don Callis at his side. Jay shows up after the Ricky Starks-Juice Robinson match, confronts Juice with an ultimatum to start a U.S.-based faction of the Bullet Club and disavow Finley as the new leader. This will lead to a confrontation with Finley and the other members of Bullet Club choosing which side they are on. The climax of the story will be at Forbidden Door 2 with the U.S. Bullet Club versus the Japan Bullet Club or something of that nature. So, you would have Jay White, Juice Robinson, and whoever else, Chris Bay, Ace Austin. Those would be the four I would have as the American faction. Then you have David Finley. Damn, who? I really can't think who's in Bullet Club for Japan. Hold on. Give me a second. NJPW Bullet Club members. Um, no, that's not what I need. I need now. I need recent members. Uh, da, da, da. so the current team. Oh, okay, yeah, David Finley. El Fantasmo, Kenta, and Taji Ishimori. Those would be the four that I would have come over from Japan. And then you could have Ghetto be split in between since him and Jay White were close. It's like, well, do I want to help Japan since that's where I'm from? Or do I want to help one of my good friends, Jay White? It's interesting. You want long-term storytelling? Go ahead and book it, TK. Go I ahead. I thought those and book were some it. pretty good ideas. I like that second idea more than I like the first one. Or any of the other ones. There was like six bullets. Yeah. In your opinion, who is the best in who is the best WWE wrestler right now? Solely based on wrestling. Adrenaline in my soul. I'd have to go Seth Rollins just based on straight wrestling. It would be Seth, Cody, Austin Theory's good. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Mm. I would throw Carmelo Hayes in there. I would throw... I'm still unsure about Braun Breaker. Mm. Wesley. Dragon Lee. 
Ilya Dragunov. Um, Charlotte. Bianca. Rhea Ripley. Asuka. Io Sky if they let her cook. Bailey. They got the talent, they just don't have good creative. If that makes sense. That makes lots of sense to people that watch wrestling. So, according to WrestleNomics, these are the top 10 AEW merch sellers for 2023. The Acclaimed, The Elite, AEW itself, MJF, Danhausen and FTR at 5, The Briscoes at 6, Kenny Omega at 7, Hangman Page at 8, The Blackpool Combat Club at 9, and Sting is at 10. Yeah. Which, Sting being top 10 in sales is awesome. Love Sting. So, in your opinion, who is the most underrated WWE guy that signed with AEW? Keith Lee. Swerve. Claudio. Well, I mean, Claudio's getting a push with the BCC, and he's got the Ring of Honor World Champion. Here, my bad. Were they underrated in WWE? No, that you feel they're being underrated in AEW. Oh. I'd probably go... I'd probably say Keith Lee or Swerve. Yeah. So, evidently, there was something brought up about psychology and wrestling. So, I have a question for you. Why do people care so much to see psychology in wrestling? Do we not watch wrestling to have fun and enjoy? Would you rather have psychology or would you rather watch headlocks and takedowns than high-flying fun? Mm, I like both. There's a time and place for both. Like, not every match needs to be high, flippy bullshit. And not every match needs to be headlock takeover, headlock takeover, wrist lock. But no, there's a time and place for both, and both are enjoyable. I agree. If you could choose one commentary team, who would you pick? And Caprice. You can, well, you can either, you can either, even go back and pick like old people that were together that are not together anymore. Like JR and the King. Caprice and Riccoboni. I don't even have to say anything else. Caprice and Riccoboni. I think my top three would be JR and the King because I love them. Then I think I would go Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman. And then I would do Taz and Excalibur. Yeah. And then if I was doing an honorable mention, I actually did enjoy Michael Cole and Pat McAfee together. Like, that. Pat McAfee was really the only reason I watched SmackDown. I, I like Booker T as a commentator on NXT. I just think his opinions are shit. Uh, he annoys me. 
I guess because I like I liked Wade Barrett a lot better in NXT, and I and I enjoy Wade Barrett on SmackDown. Yeah, replacing Pat McAfee. I mean, I've always liked Wade Barrett as the wrestler too, but I do like his commentary. So I don't know. Anyway, who is your least favorite wrestler in AEW? You already know who it is, and DK is trying everything to make me like this fucker. Who? Sammy. He's trying everything. My least favorite? Who do you think it is? Orange Cassidy. Fuck yeah. So let's talk about some women wrestling. I love women's wrestling. So, evidently, Maria Canales Bennett is trying to get her women's wrestling army put on Honor Club streaming service and she has had talks with tony khan about it it's a good thing i don't see where it would be a bad thing i think though she's running out of money to support it herself so she's kind of looking for investors no the uh guy that does the ring announcing for ring of honor bobby cruz yeah they're in it together but i think they're running out of money because it's not making a profit so why would you want to keep putting in your own money if you're not making a profit unless you're shot Khan who's just got money to blow and be like here babe take all the money you want son I don't care bye well I would be like TK's like I'll back it but I honestly think like after four years if AEW wasn't really making a profit TK's dad would be like I'm pulling the plug on this shit you costing me too much money in which we don't know if they're making a profit or not. I, I think they are because they would not be adding all this new shit if they wasn't making some kind of profit. Mm-hmm. Son of a fucking whore. So anyway, to women's matches. Who do you think has the most matches on Dynamite women-wise? Britt. This year. Oh, this year? Tony Storm. Tony Storm has six. Sky Blue has four. Jay Cargill has three. Jamie Hayter has only had two. Britt Baker has only had two. Hmm. Good to see Tony Storm on TV weekly, though. I know somebody likes to see Tony Storm weekly on their TV, Bobby. Look at that. Uh, would you like to see MJF res- wrestle Tanahashi at Forbidden Door? No. Tanahashi would run circles around him. Who would you like to see MJF fight at Forbidden Door? Given that you know MJF does not watch New Japan. I don't want to see Okada? Him. No, Okada will run circles around him. Shingo? But is Shingo a big enough name to go up against the MJF? Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm gonna throw this one out. Sonata. Hmm. Nice. I would like to see MJF versus Sonata. So 
So the last five men that have won the Royal Rum- the, the Royal Rumble have gone on to win and lose at Mania. So Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins won their Mania matches. Edge and Brock Lesnar lost their Mania matches. So based on it, it looks like Cody should win Mania. If you're going by the trend. Because they've done one, uh, win, win, loss, loss. The trend, Matt Taven? I love the trend, Matt Taven. I get Matt Taven to retweet a lot of my shit when I praise him. Any more news? Oh, I, I got a whole fucking list. Damn. Yes. I'm gonna have to start saying some of this shit for Ring of Honor. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's arguing takes up more time. So it came out that uh, Miro is still being a whiny little bitch. Ah, fuck him. If he wants to go back to the WWE, let him. So. If Miro hadn't been a whiny little bitch and would have wanted to play ball and did what he was supposed to, do you think Roosh would have gotten the push he's gotten? Mm, probably. I save that. Uh, with New Adam shirt. You got them cold back, shirt. Baby. Okay. So we have some more news to get into. So you know how everybody was bitching about uh, TK saying that that match with um, Omega and Vikingo was a dream match? Yeah. There's just something about AEW dream matches that hit different. You've had a dream match with Omega Danielson, Mox Tanahashi, Omega Vikingo, and Danielson and Suzuki. Hmm. I have a new segment in, in our news and stuff. It's called a What the Fuck Tweet. Someone actually tweeted out one day this week and stated, I do not like that Excalibur has names on the ready for some of these moves. I'd almost like a what the hell was that better in this case referring to the Omega Vikingo match. Um, What it was was great. Well I'm still trying to get over the tweet about you don't want to know the name of the move and then you'd be crying because you didn't know the name of the move. Is basically what that shit would be boiling down to. Other than Roman Reigns, who is an active wrestler on the WWE roster that if they retired tomorrow would be in the Hall of Fame? Randy Orton. Definitely. And rumor has it he's going to be back at WrestleMania. Well, Rey Mysterio. Who's a better... Pro wrestler Kenny Omega or Randy Kenny Orton? Kenny Omega. I I need to see them two fight together. Kenny Omega. I need to see them in the ring. Kenny Omega. Oh. Kenny Omega fucking clears. Oh. I like Randall, 
if you give me Omega Orton in a match, I don't think I have enough panties to go through. Because they would be soaking. I like Randall. I do. No, it's time for a little bit of a rant. Bully Ray's a goddamn fucking idiot, dumbass, motherfucking bitch, or cunt face. Okay. He's a fucking idiot. Not only Give us context on why you just said that, please. Not only about him saying Randy Orton's a better professional wrestler than Rand- Kenny Omega. R- R- Kenny Omega doesn't know wrestling psychology. Um... Randy Orton's a better sports entertainer. Pro wrestler is Kenny Omega. I wouldn't kick either one of them motherfuckers out of my bed because they are fine as hell. But anywho, um, so, Bully Ray and his fat fuck self decided to go out and say that hockey players are soft and he could beat up. A lot of them. Ty Dummy would kick his ass. Claude Claude Lemieux would kick his ass. Ty Dummy, Claude Lemieux, Chris Straper, Zendano Chara. Hell, Milan Lucic. Yeah. Fucking hell, Patrick Waugh could beat his ass. Yeah, Patrick Waugh was a mean motherfucker. Shanahan. Yeah. Ovi. Oh. Fuck. Ovi would beat the... TJ Oshi? Oh, who's that one guy on the caps that gets suspended a lot? Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson? He's a motherfucker. You get hit by Alexander Ovechkin, it feels like you've been hit by a goddamn freight train going like 100 miles an hour, they say. Dustin Bufflin? Um... Chris Letang? Mm, who else? Who else was? Who else? Is you know who's scrapper? got a mean streak, but you do, you very rarely see it. Evgeny Malkin, that motherfucker got I a mean said streak. He got a mean streak from hell. Um, it must be the Russian in him. Ryan Reeves, fucking Chris Osgood could take Bully Ray. Okay, we're moving on from that. Are you done? Bully Ray's a fat fuck. Let him be at WrestleCade, because I want to meet him and say, my son said you were a fat fuck, and I'll give you $5 to put him through a table. Would you let Bully Ray put you through a table? He doesn't deserve to be in my presence. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Anyway, so evidently WWE says they have a backup plan for Bobby Lashley for WrestleMania. I'm thinking he's going to end up Fighting L.A. Knight if they add that to the card Friday. I wouldn't be surprised. So, our favorite is back in the news. Well, not my favorite. Bobby's favorite, CM Punk. Um, Do you think wrestling is better with CM Punk in it? Kinda. And while we're on the topic, we can go ahead and discuss his IG post since I brought him up. I there I think he was close to coming back and then he sent that 
Instagram post out, which I have it here, but I'm, come the fuck on, dude. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Well, while you're looking it up, I'm going to take a mini break because I need to go to the bathroom. But no, his fucking post was stupid. Idiotic. And cost himself coming back. So, his quote was, I wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet, talking about when he lost the title to Moxley on Dynamite. Then, plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I had never seen a Rocky movie and thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced somebody or someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this is what he wanted. He said yes, he's the boss, so I said okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be clear. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer's a liar, Jericho a liar, and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, but I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So, if you remember, it was the Dynamite in... Wasn't Chicago. Because they were two weeks out. I think they were in Ohio. Yeah, I think it was Dayton. They were in Dayton, Ohio. And Moxley beat Punk. Or Cincinnati or somewhere. Moxley beat Punk. And that happened. And then Punk. Well, my thing was Punk went for the kick, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he grabbed the foot that wasn't injured. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then Punk comes back the next week, does his Chicago promo, which was a good promo. And then we go to All Out and he wins. What's the issue? You still won at the pay-per-view. You still won the title. There should have been no issue after you won the title. But then you wanted to go into the media scrum and act like a little bitch and start shit for no reason and I'm not putting all of this on punk Kenny and the Bucks they did what they did they also take blame but I mean come on but now you guys are adults you should be like I saw somebody say this it's like how would you want Punk to come back, and how would you get Punk to work together? Say with, like, Kenny Omega. You say, I don't like you, fuck off. Kenny Omega says, I don't like you, fuck off in the Canadian way, but let's make money. Fuck off, eh? <laughs> but let's make money. So all wrestling's about making money. But Punk, Punk's mouth gets him in trouble a lot. It's the same thing that happened in the WWE. Why he left? His mouth got him in trouble. 
and his mouth is getting him in trouble again. And I'm sure Triple H is looking at this and is like, I don't, he'll want him back to be a petty bitch to TK. But it's like, do you really want to deal with that stuff in the locker room? I mean, Seth already came out and said, I don't want to work with the guy. So how many other people in your locker room feel like that? If one of the guys who's been loyal to you and Seth doesn't want to work with a guy like Puck. Yeah, you need to take that to heart if someone like Seth Rollins says that. But this will be probably one of the few times that I agree with one Booker T. And he said on his podcast, if Punk has a problem with Jericho, say it to the man's face. Don't hide behind social media. And I agree with that. I agree with Booker T on that. Talk it out. You guys are both over the age of 40. You guys should be able to talk it out like grown adults. Okay, we'll save those for later and I'll write them down so I can delete them out of my phone. Okay. Moving on. What is your definition of a casual wrestling fan? Basic WWE fan. God damn. So, W... uh, Sorry. AEW got a new show, which is going to be premiering on Saturdays. And rumor has it that it should be out in sometime in July, if not earlier. I know what I'm doing on Saturday nights now. Hey, more AEW wrestling, the better. At 6 o'clock, like I was a little girl back in the day. I'll be grilling out in the summertime. I just think it's going to hurt them in college football. Eh, maybe. Because 6 o'clock. Most of the time, that's when Michigan Penn State starts. No, they usually start either 4 or 8 if they don't have the noon game. Well, I'm saying 4 or 8. Yeah, but, I mean, if they start at 4 and it's a blowout, people are going to flip that shit off. Michigan State, Michigan, that might be a night game. Yeah, they come on at 8, so you'd be all right. Um, Whatever big SEC game that comes on at 3.30, that might hurt you. Um, yeah, but numbers are not just solely based on what you watch on TV at I, the exact time it comes on. I now know. they take into consideration like people DVR and shit and going back and watching it, watching it on streaming services. I, I, I get what you're saying. Though. I'm just and, saying, and like, I think they'll probably figure something out like live, which is, I mean, well, that's the same reason. Like in the fall, what's the November pay per view? Full year. They don't do it on Sunday. They do it on Saturday because of football. Because he don't want to compete with himself, which I understand. You don't want to compete with football. I mean, are the Jaguars really good enough to have a Sunday night football game? Fuck yeah, they are. Shut the hell up. You know who had a Sunday night football game The fucking Lions, which they shouldn't have. No, they should have. I agree that that should have. I would have been pissed if they didn't get the, the Sunday night game for that match. So, your girl, Kari, evidently is a free agent. She's word on the street. Word on the streets. She's all elite. Give me Kari versus Hater, baby. Give me Kari versus Hater. Give me Kari versus Athena. 
Give me Kari versus Britt Baker. Give me Kari versus Tony Storm. So who is a wrestler that you like and when somebody asks you why you like them, you just be like, I don't know, I just do. Uh, I don't know. I really... Like, most of the wrestlers I like, I have a reason for liking them. Like, Adam Cole, I've liked him since NXT. Omega and the Bucks, I've liked since I found out about New Japan. Same with Okada, Tanahashi, Moxley. I went as Moxley for Halloween one year. Well, he was was, Ambrose, but it was basically the same character with a different name. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Osprey, I fucking like. He's hey, insane. I don't like to fuck Osprey. Oh wait, you said fucking like. <laughs> um, I I really don't know. Okay. So now, can we move into our Bobby segment? Sure. So our Bobby segment features his girl. Who we need to say happy anniversary. Because it is her one year anniversary of being in AEW. When she debuted at the Owen Hart tournament. But let's discuss this regarding one Tony Storm. Is it fair to say that Tony Storm run as champion was better than Jamie Hayter's has been so far? And no fault of Jamie Jamie Hayter's. Hitter's run hasn't been bad. What? Whoever fucking said that's a goddamn dipshit. I think Tony Storm's run as champ has been better than Hater's. But Hater's hasn't been bad. I didn't say it was bad. I just said Tony Storm's run as champion has been better than Jamie Hater's. Eh, it's a tie. There's no ties in wrestling. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. Kenny Omega and Brian Daniels still went to a tie. There's no ties in wrestling. Kenny Omega, Brian Daniels still went to a tie. Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page went to a tie. It's not a tie. It's a draw. There's two different things. Same thing. No. It you're just no biased because you, no you're just biased because you love Jamie Hayter. Uh, I'm not being biased in this. What's been, what's better about Tony Storm's run than Jamie Hayter's? Um, the fact that she was defending that title every week, just about. Jamie Hayter hasn't done that. Well, I mean, and and as I stated, no fault of Jamie's, obviously. No, but Hayter's wrestling. She had matches with, what, Emi Sakura, Chita for the title. Who else did she wrestle with? Because she's defended it, what? Twice? No, three times. Twice that I remember. And I vaguely remember those, so those matches must have not been that memorable. Her versus Chita was great, because that was the main event of Holiday Bash. Um... She defended it at Revolution. 
But they got her wrapped up in this storyline with the Outsiders thing. So. Anyway, sticking on the Tony Storm train. Since arriving in AEW in 2022, Tony Storm has had 42 matches. Her record is 33 wins and 9 losses. She held the Women's Championship for 76 days and had 4 title defenses and 4 eliminator matches during her run as champion. And she lost the championship to Jamie Hayter. She's going to beat the shit out of Jamie Hayter and get her title back. Yep. Nope. Yep, yep. Kari's going to win the title. Because she hasn't got her rematch yet, has she? Kari's going to win the title. Storm hasn't got her rematch. Mm. Or they're going to let Hater versus Monet happen at Forbidden Door. Mm. And Monet's going to win the title. I do not see that at all. I think they would let... I If TK wants money... And if TK wants views, he would strap the title on Monet. Contract or not. I don't know. I mean, people are bitching that he let John Moxley hold the title and John Moxley wasn't under contract. John Moxley was also just back from rehab. So. so I don't see that happening with Mercedes. TK wants to do business with her. He, he's gonna have to. If she to. signs with AEW, then yeah. But he's not gonna do it if she ain't gonna sign. Or if she signs with, resigns with New Japan. I don't think he'd let her have the title if she signs with New Japan. I think he would. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that. Because I think TK. TK claims to be a smart smart businessman, he would do it. I don't think he's ever came out and said he's a smart businessman. I think everybody else has come out and said that he's a smart smart businessman. Well, then this would be a good way for them to back that. Alright, let's get into reviewing Dynamite. We're already at now, almost an hour into the show. Okay. So, Dynamite comes from you, came to you live from Independence, Missouri. Um... Show starts off with Matt being put in an ambulance, and then we see Nick being carted out to be put in another ambulance. Um, we see Cutler's telling Hangman to make sure someone goes to the hospital with Nick. Hangman is standing at the back of Nick's ambulance. And then we see Kenny with Don Callis standing there, and Kenny's wanting to go with them to the hospital because, you know, them Hibba's boys. Don Callis is stopping him. Then we go into the ring and we have a six-man tag with Orange Cassidy. If this motherfucker does not get off my goddamn motherfucking TV. Darby Allen and Sting versus Kip Sabian, Blade, and Butcher. Which your storyline is Blade and Butcher wrestled OC and Darby at a house show. And then they attacked them backstage. So this is what led to this match for you fuckers that are too lazy to search the internet to find your story. Um, this is probably like the seventh week that Orange Cassie has started off the goddamn show. I don't know what he has on TK to, to make him start the show all the time. But the blackmail must be working. But he's a good fucking wrestler and everybody complaining about it is just crying for attention. 
So keep complaining about it because Orange Cassidy is still going to be on your fucking TV no matter what. I know. But I can still complain because it's and my platform. No, people who are hating on the show just because Orange Cassidy is on it oh. need to stop having fucking opinions. <laughs> well, you know what they say about opinions. They're like assholes. Everybody's well, got one. Their opinion shouldn't be based on one fucking guy. Sammy Guevara's been on multiple shows. And I don't like that guy. But I'm not going to hate the show because Sammy Guevara was on it. No, because you give Sammy his props for being a good wrestler. I fucking do. And nobody gives OC his props for being a good wrestler. I said his match with uh, Will Ospreay was good. That's not his only good match, though. It's the only one I remember. Him versus Shibata was great. I might need to go back and watch that one and I'll get back. Him versus Adam Cole was great. Not only because I got to see that in person, but it was a good match. When did we see that? Holiday Bash. It was when Kyle O'Reilly showed up. Oh, and you blew my eardrum out. That's why I don't remember because I couldn't hear no more. Adam Cole versus OC at Beach Break was a good match. All right, can I get into the depth of this match? Yes, but no, I'm just tired of the Orange Cassidy slander because he doesn't fucking deserve the slander he gets. It's just people hating to be hating. Haters gonna hate, as they say. So Kip Sabian comes out with some purple hair. I'm digging it. Digging his new hair. Yeah, that's purple hair. It's cool. I enjoyed Penelope's top. I need one just like it. We get Kip and OC starting off. Had a good opening sequence. OC with a drop kick on Kip. Uh, Butcher comes in. OC tags in Sting. Butcher with a forearm to Sting. Sting just standing there. Sting hits him with a splash in the corner. Blaine and Butcher begin to double t- do a double team suplex. Then Darby comes in with the blade. I mean, Darby with the blade are fighting outside the ring. Um... Darby hits a code red on Kip. The Butcher gets a two count on Darby. Orange Cassidy hits a DDT on Kip. Kip gets a two count on Orange Cassidy. Then we see Sting hit the Scorpion Death Drop on Kip. And Kip eats the pin. Sting gets the win for his team. And then we see OC put the sunglasses on Sting. As Darby is eyeing the uh, double or nothing banner. That's your match. Interesting. And this is all he's going to say for every match. What do you think about uh, Darby not paying attention and looking at the banner? They're going to break up Darby and Sting and we have a Darby-Sting match? Hmm. What are we hmm about? My Kingo's going to be backstage at AEW tonight. Woo-woo! Probably filming something for Ring of Honor. Anyway... Moving on, next we have the Guns versus Top Flight. Top Flight will be champions in the future, just not right now. Excalibur says Brandon Cutler sent him a message saying that the Blackpool Combat Club were the ones that attacked the Young Bucks. Um, Top Flight is getting screwed because Bitch Ref is calling this match. We see Dante and Austin starting. Austin slaps Dante. Dante with a forearm takeover. We have Darius with a drop kick. Colton pulls Dante on top of the rope while Ref is distracted. Colton begins stomping on Dante in the corner. Colton gets a two count on Dante. 
The guns have Dante isolated. Darius comes in. He begins cleaning house on the guns. Darius hits a two-count on Colton after taking a stand a standing Spanish fly. Darius is being attacked outside of the ring by the kingdom. Anytime I get to see the trim at Taven is a great thing. Then the uh, young um, the, the young books the guns hit the three ten to Yuma. Dante gets pinned by Austin. Then FTR comes out. The gun says no one wants to see you or hear you. FTR says they want to talk business. The gun says we don't like you. We don't respect you. Austin goes on to say there is nothing you can say or offer us for you to get a shot at our titles. FTR decides to put their career on the line and says if they lose, they will leave AEW and the guns accept. We'll find out next week. If they leave or not. If they signed a contract or not. Which... I don't think the guns are winning. I don't think so neither. I think they resigned. I think they did too. Your thoughts on the match though, between Top Flight and the Guns? Um, it was okay. I would say it did showcase their young talent. Yeah, because you have to realize I don't think. Austin and Colton, they haven't really been wrestling but for like two years. Like, they just started. Like, this was not something they planned on doing. But Like, uh, one of them has a degree in English. You're okay with Aubrey missing this cause since you got to see Matt Taven. Bitch still sucks. Yeah, but you're okay. But I'm okay with seeing Matt Taven. (laughs) I'm always okay with seeing the kingdom. So we get a Jay Cargill promo. Mark Sterling says Taya Valkyrie cannot use Jade's finish, uh, her finisher anymore because it looks like Jade's finisher, the Jaded. Layla Gray says she will deliver it personally to Taya Valkyrie on Rampage because she has some business with Taya. Then we move on to our next match is Stokely Hathaway versus Hook. <laughs> Stokely says he has breaking news, says he isn't cleared to wrestle by Dr. Simpson. Uh, I don't know who Dr. Simpson is. I know who Dr. Simpson is. (laughs) Um, Also announced that he's retiring and he wants to thank his 12 fans and says he has a doctor's note, which turns out to be a receipt for a wing stop. That said he's sick. (laughs) That said he was sick, which we might need to go to wing stop. I need some more of them fries. (laughs) The ref rings the bell. Stokely starts running through the crowd. Hook chases him down. Hook sends him over the barricade. Hook with a suplex to Stokely. Then Hook pulls out a steel barricade because this is a no disqualification match. Stokely has a fire fire extinguisher as he was sitting outside the ring and he sprays Hook. Then he grabs a chair. He goes to hit Hook with the chair. Hook catches the chair, hits Stokely with it. And then he suplexes Stokely into the guardrail he set up in the ring. Hook gets a two count, pulls Stokely up, then locks in the red rum, and Stokely is knocked the fuck out. And Stokely sold that shit like everything. Like, the poor ref kept like, wake up, dude, wake up, dude, and he was still laying in the ring. Stokely selling in this match was actually really fucking good. I You figured they would let Hook win, but I was like, what? 
is the firm going to come out and, like, break the rules of this match? Yeah, I mean, it was a DQ, so they wouldn't be breaking any rules. So, but they stuck to their guns. They said they would stay backstage. They stayed backstage. But they probably should have come and helped poor Stokely. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we get an Adam Cole. Oh, but the poor man walking back to his locker room with everybody laughing. They even got Riho laughing at him. Riho even called him a bitch on IG. <laughs> Feature of which, somebody on Twitter made me upset about a Riho comment. We'll discuss it off the air. So next we get an Adam Cole promo. He'll make his return to the ring on Wednesday, March 29th. The more I look at Adam Cole, the more he gives me HBK vibes. Says he feels great. He's ready. Who his opponent is going to be, we don't know. Daniel Garcia's music hits. Daniel Garcia comes out and says he's the locker room leader now. And we are going to get Cole versus Garcia. I just hope this doesn't leave Adam Cole into JAS feud. Adam Cole's going to join the JAS. You heard it here first, guys. No, no, no. He's not joined it. He's waiting for Kyle O'Reilly to come back. You would shit your pants if he joined the JAS. Because <laughs> you would have to be like, Mom, you are right. No, I would be like, TK, what the fuck? <laughs> What are we doing here? <laughs> Moving on. Alex Marvez goes to interview Kenny Omega. Um, We see Kenny and Don Callis arguing because Kenny wanted to go with the Young Bucks. Callis said that he sent that other dude, Nakazawa. Did I say his name right? Mm-hmm. Um, Callis reminds Omega, you have a match tonight. Says those two kids going to the hospital might be the best thing to happen to us. Allows for focus. You, you're in a singles match. You're back, the god of pro wrestling. Thoughts on that? Don Callis is a sneaky, sneaky snake. I'm not trusting that fucker as far as I could throw him, which isn't very far. I was gonna say you haven't thrown a ball, a baseball, in what four years almost two. now. Uh, you quit playing when you were a sophomore. Yeah, but the last time I maybe no, nah, maybe it was three, because I went. You go, go play with Christian one time when you were here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we have John Moxley versus Stu Grayson. I don't know why people were ragging on Moxley's sweatshirt. It was really basic, and I liked it, and I want one. Um, Stu taking the fight to Mox, which was a smart move. Mox with some chops to Stu. Stu reverses. We see a side head lock takeover by Moxley. Stu with a hurricanrata taking down Moxley. Moxley charging at Stu, sends him into the barricade. Stu was standing his ground with Moxley. Thought it was a pretty good match. Um... Actually thought Stu might have won this match a few times. Stu takes out Claudio and Yuta, who were ringside with Moxley. Moxley gets the win by a submission hold. Um, Bell rings. Mox doesn't release the hold. Dark Order comes into the ring. The BCC is outside the ring. 
and they decide to roll out. Decepticons. Decepticons. Roll out. Even though it's Autobots. But. Yeah. Thoughts on the match and all that? That was a good match for what it was. I'm um, happy to see Stu all elite again. Yeah, Stu being back with AEW is fun. And I'm not. I'm actually glad Dark Order is in a good storyline. But John Moxley is not willing to put anybody over. You put Punk over at all out. Just saying what people are saying. Put Hangman Adam Page over. Put MJF over. So moving on, we have a Ricky Starks promo. Renee says she can feel the anger and frustration coming off of him right now. Um, how, bitch? By being around him. Ricky says he had to cut his vacation short to come and talk about Juice Robinson. Says he's done talking on Ram. Says he's done talking. He'll be on Rampage. If you want some, come get some. If not, then stop. He issues an open challenge, and we'll find out if Juice accepts. Your thoughts on Ricky Stark's promo? Basic and to the point. So you're saying Ricky Starks is a basic bitch? No, I'm just saying Ricky Starks wants to fight. Let's see it. I'm all for Ricky Starks match. I like Ricky Starks. Next, we have QT promo. We see QT has a cheese tray sitting on top. QTV? Yeah. QT has a cheese tray sitting on top of like the little ledge. He's taking a jab at a certain person. Fuck Alfred. No, thank you. I'll pass. Says um, there'll be an open challenge for Hobbs TNT title. And everybody's hating on this. But I'm kind of digging this parody because that's exactly what it is. It's a parody. Mm-hmm. Of uh, MTV. No, TMZ. TMZ. Same thing. No, they're really two different things. <laughs> but I don't get all the hate. Like, why do people hate QT? QT plays his role excellent. Like, he's the bad guy. You know he's a bad guy. There's no in-between. I find it funny. I do, too. You also like look, looking at uh, Haley Cameron. <laughs> that is personal information that we will not get into. That would be a yes. Next, we have... Our women's match featuring Tony Booty versus Sky Booty. Hold on. Okay, we're back. And so I think we we're getting into the Tony Storm Sky Blue match. Uh huh. So Storm hits Sky Blue with a big elbow strike, throws Sky into the corner like she's a rag doll. Sky with a kick to Tony Storm's face. Sorry, Bobby. Sky hits a hurricane rata on Storm outside the ring. Storm with a hip attack sends Sky to the floor. Sky being attacked by Soraya and Soho. Then we see Storm with chops to Sky Blue. Sky gets a two count. Then she begins to kick Storm numerous times. Storm hits a DDT, gets a two count on Sky Blue. Storm with a suplex. She hits Storm Zero and gets the pin. Then the outcasts come in the ring and they're going to spray paint Sky. Out comes Rio with a pipe and Willow. 
and the outcast take off your thoughts on all that and then i'm gonna tell you what i thought of the match um i enjoyed the match i don't think it was sky blue's best performance but i mean she's at least my age 20 21 22 she's only been wrestling for a couple years so and she she's like jade she has a lot of potential and she's getting better Don't you agree? The match was sloppy. And yes, Sky Sky had been improving. But I don't think she was ready for a match with the likes of Tony Storm. She made Tony Storm look like shit. Really? Yes. She made Tony Storm look like shit because Tony Storm had to slow down her normal pace for Sky Blue. And from what I've heard, Sky Blue ain't that committed to training like she was before. That's the word on the script. Hmm. But, um, you asked me this yesterday about people I would have on Ring of Honor, strictly. Well, then we'll discuss that when we record Ring of Honor. I know, but what? let me finish what I was saying. Sky Blue would be one of the people until she's ready for an AEW run. That I would keep on Ring of Honor. Because Sky Blue does have the talent. Does have potential. Well, well, speaking of which. The match she had with Lady Frost Uh on Ring of Honor was a decent match. She looked good. I don't know why she looked like shit and made Tony Storm look like shit. But multiple things could go into it. Could have been a bad day for her. And her head wasn't in it. Or just anything really, but she does have potential. She does get better. And it'll be interesting to see if she gets slotted into the Ring of Honor spot. Or if she's one of these, as I'll call them, tweeners. And she's wrestled for Marie Canellas. She's also wrestled at Warrior Wrestling a lot. Which I got to see her live at Warrior Wrestling. So, moving on. Then we get a Stu Grayson medical update. Stu gets attacked by the Blackpool Combat Club. Claudio and Yuta take out the medics. And they just begin attacking everyone. I'm kind of down for this feud between Dark Order and Blackpool Combat Club. See, it's the Dark Order... BCC and the Elite. Because you have the Elite and Dark Order both trying to go after the BCC. And Hangman is the... And Hangman's the one in the middle of the Dark Order. The main factor in that, yep. So, it's interesting. And then you also have Don Callis trying to pull away Kenny Omega. So. But. You know how. You said it might be the BCC. Who attacked. The Young Bucks. Mm -hmm. What if it was actually the Dark Order. Because they're pissed that Hangman. Is siding with them now. Ooh. That would be a really good swerve. 
And that sounds like something TK Brain might come up with. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That would be really good. So moving on to our main event, the dream match, which everybody on Twitter was bitching about. There was no buildup, no blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, assholes. Um, Vikingo versus Kenny Omega. I'd like the Vikingo's outfit and his entrance was really cool. His helmet looked like a Mandalorian helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, whose entrance was better? Kenny's alone or with the Young Bucks? Well, you can't go wrong with Carrie on my wayward son, so. So, Vikingo with a topea before Kenny even gets to the ring. Um, Vikingo going hard at Omega before the bell. Omega with a knee to Vikingo. Vikingo has Omega out of sorts. Off the apron with a shooting star press onto Omega. And Vikingo with a two count after he did a 450. This man was going balls to balls and it was hard to keep up with him. Then we see Omega with some chops to Vikingo. He sends Vikingo into the barricade. Omega going for a table and the ref says no. Omega with a backbreaker. And then he begins to pull Vikingo up by his hair. Both men on the apron exchanging chops. Vikingo with a dragon karata to Omega onto the floor. Vikingo with a bomb on Omega. Looked like Omega landed on the back of his head and neck. I thought the poor man might have broke his neck at this time. Omega with a V-trigger. And Vikingo is nothing but dead weight. Omega is trying to pick him up. Vikingo begins to fight out of the one-winged angel. Vikingo with a swan dur- during a reverse Hurricane Rada on Omega. The second move is where it looked like Omega landed wrong. Omega gets on the apron. Then he falls onto the table. Then we see Vikingo with a 360, I mean a 330, off the second rope onto Omega. And if you look closely... It looks like Vikingo barely missed hitting his head on the edge of the ring as he was coming down on Omega on the table. Yeah. Early signs of CTE. Then I put Omega going to join the Young Bucks at the hospital after this. The ref begins to count. He gets to a non-count. Both of the men jump back in the ring. Vikingo covers. Omega kicks out. Both on knees exchanging blows. Omega holding his left hand and arm down. Looks like he may have injured it. Omega with a knee to Vikingo. Omega with the one wing angel. Omega with the win. Then Tony Schiavone goes down to the ring to get a word with Kenny Omega. And then the Blackpool Combat Club comes out and begins to attack Omega. And Callus is just standing outside of the ring. He's not trying to help Kenny or nothing. Hmm. Then we hear sirens, and it looks like Hangman stole the ambulance, comes back to the arena with a 2x4 with nails in it to save Omega. Hangman gets into the ring. He's staring down the BCC. Callus gets, um, uh, gets behind Hangman. And then Callus holds on to Hangman, and then Callus falls down. Making it look like Hangman pushed him, knocked him down. Omega kind of comes to, thinks Hangman hit Callus as Don Callus is pointing to Hangman. Hangman and Omega say a few words, and then Callus and Omega leave the ring. Your thoughts on all that? Don Callus is a sneaky, sneaky snake, and I don't trust him. 
your thought on the rest of the Omega match, too. Was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, them two spots, man, where Kenny come down on his head wrong and Vikingo almost hitting his head on the back of the ring. Woo! But people are like, well, Kenny can go back and watch the replay. Kenny don't go back and watch the things he says. No. But Matt Jackson shed a sand stuff from BT. Moving on to Rampage. Thanks, basketball, for screwing up my Friday nights. Because Rampage came on Saturday. We start off with Hobbs and Penta for the TNT Championship. They begin exchanging blows. Hobbs with a tackle, but Penta bounced off the rope. Penta then kicks Hobbs. Penta goes into the ring post. Hobbs drops Penta onto the barricade. Hobbs asks Penta, where is your brother? QT ties Penta's mask to the rope as the ref is distracted. Hobbs gets a two count. Penta begins fighting back. Hobbs is just too strong. Penta with a sling blade taking Hobbs down. Penta gets a two count. Hobbs going for the torture rack. Penta reverses. Penta sends Hobbs into the steel stairs. QT with a chair. Alex grabs it while the ref is distracted. Solo tries to take out Penta. The ref is distracted again. Hobbs hits Penta with the title and gets the win. Then Phoenix comes in with the hammer to save Penta from further beatdown. Um, it was a fun way to kick off Rampage. I thought the Hobbs-Phoenix match was better than the Hobbs-Penta match. I can agree with that, but I did enjoy the Hobbs and Penta match. I didn't say I didn't enjoy this match. I'm just no, saying the I Phoenix match was I'm better. I'm just saying. But I do agree the Hobbs and Phoenix match was better. Because at times you thought Phoenix was actually going to win the match. I didn't feel that way with Penta. I didn't either. Then we get a Ricky Starks promo. Ricky's in the ring. He calls out Juice Robinson. Rob, uh, Juice Robinson comes out, says, Are you calling out Rock Hard? Rock Hard. If you want an ass kicking, you're going to get it. Juice stops. Juice was making his way to the ring. He stops. Ricky goes after him. And Juice says, no way. We'll fight in New York. Hmm. This New York show's going to turn out to be big. Hmm. Why are you bo- uh, doing this two weeks later? Why can't you do it now? Why can't you do it this week? Because Jay White has to work on his visa. Then we get a lethal promo, says the official screw them. I don't disagree with that. And they have been prevented from being champions. Eh. Next we get Brody King versus Jake Hager. It's we, an okay match. We get a lockup. Hager and King push each other. They begin to exchange blows. We get a double-handed chop 
from Brody King on Hager. Hager sends King into the barricade. Hager beating King outside the ring. King fighting back. King with a slam on Hager gets a two count. Hager going for an ankle lock. Anna J attacks Julia Hart. Uh, Brody King gets the win. But how dare that bitch touch Julia's hat? No bitches touch her hat, but her and her dad, Brody King. Uh-huh. And maybe her, I would say Malachi Black's the uncle. Yeah. And Brody's Brody brother. King's the dad, and Buddy Matthews or, and, yeah. and Malachi are the uncles. No, Buddy Matthews is the brother. He's the big brother. Malachi Black's the uncle. Brody King's the dad. <laughs> or no, you could do it like this. Brody King's the grandpa, Malachi Black's the dad, and Julia and Buddy are the kids. <laughs> Your thoughts on the match? Um, it was okay. It was okay. I was just not into Jake Hager, but I like this hat. His hat's cool. Can what? we get a match between his hat and Julia's hat? <laughs> With MJF's hat that he wore? Yeah. For his reabarment spot? Uh-huh. Then we get a swerve promo. Says, I will end this when I damn well please. And he will finish this and win the war. Have no idea where this is going, but it's going somewhere. Uh-huh. Then we move on. We have Layla Gray versus Taya Valkyrie. Gray pushes... Uh, pushes Taya. Taya hits a clothesline. Sterling distracts Taya. Taya hits the road to Valhalla. Taya with the win. Sterling gets in the ring. Uh, Taya hits the road to Valhalla on Sterling, and then she begins to call out Jay Cargill. Um, Taya will be the one to defeat Jade. I think that too, but everybody on Twitter is. Like, no, she's not the right one. And they're waiting for Chris Statlander. I'm over Chris Statlander. I will, like, when she comes back, I'll be happy. But to put off goddamn shit because you're waiting on a bitch to come back from injury, you can't really do that. I mean, you tried doing it with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, you see how that went. And, well, that was something we forgot to talk about. So we'll catch it next time. But, um, well, since it comes out tonight, I guess we'll catch it next time. But, um, what else is there? I mean, if you were able to pull Trinity. This is what I think. They need to let Jade drop the title to Taya, send Jade to Japan for three or four months, let her work the Josie style. Joshi. Joshi style, come back, and then go up against... Whoever has the women's title at that time. Go up against... Her and Hater, her and whoever. Her and Storm. Yeah. But I do think Jade in Japan... And Jade has said she wants to go to Japan. I think... Yeah. I mean, Daniel even came out and said Jade wants to work in Japan for... Mm-hmm. A few months. Mm-hmm. But I could see TK letting that happen. Yeah, I mean, you could let... She dropped the title to Taya. She got injured. That's how you write her off TV for a little while. Let her go to Japan. She come back. She gonna be a force to reckon with when she come back from Japan. I mean, Jade's 
good right now. But Jade could be fucking great. Mm-hmm. And she, this is, what, her, like, third year? Mm, yes. So. It's interesting. Hi, buddy. Yes, it's her third year. Hi, buddy. Hey, Matsky Max. What you doing, bud? Uh. We're sorry the cat sat on the equipment. The cat sat on the soundboard. <laughs> the cat wanted y'all to have a little music music in in before we get to the main event on Rampage because it was so important. Uh-huh. And our main event features the acclaim versus the kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom got fucking robbed. That was goddamn fucking bullshit. Or just don't lose the uh, claim next time. That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, yes, I get Matt Taven on my TV on a Saturday. I don't mind staying up late for that. Um, we get Cool Hand and Daddy Magic on commentary. So the match starts off with Caster and Bennett. Nice boot by Taven to Caster. Bowens with a blind tag. Bennett doesn't notice. Bowens gets a two count on Bennett. They do a scissor me timbers on Bennett. I'm, I'm rather glad it was Bennett and not Taven. Caster with a side slam on Bennett. Taven sends Bowens into the stairs outside the ring. Kingdom has Caster isolated. Caster begins to fight back. We get a nice back heel kick by Taven on Caster. Bowens with the arrival. Caster hits the mic drop and get the win. Boo! And then we need to have a talk. Daddy ass is chasing a fucking woman up the ramp. Um, I'm Mike Bennett. I would get in contact with Mark Sterling. Then Top Flight comes out. So poor Maria is stuck between Top Flight and Daddy ass. If I'm Mike Bennett, I would get Mark Sterling on the phone. Be like, hey, is there a way like we can... Sue? <laughs> Sue these guys. They messed with my wife. Don't appreciate it. What? And that was Rampage. And now tonight we have Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb for the IWGP United States nice. Championship. In less than three hours. Yes. And so, I still got to fix dinner, take a shower. Dinner needs to be something quick and easy tonight. Are you, are you even hungry? Not right now. Well, then it might just be whatever you can find put in the microwave. <laughs> kind of dinner. Um, I mean, I cook good Monday. We're grilling out tomorrow. They're filming Ring of Honor tonight, right? Yeah. So, are they starting at 6? I don't know. Go 6 to 7.45, change all the stuff. Maybe. Or they could be filming, well, I was going to say, they could be filming it before they let the crowd in, but they're not doing that. They won't have a crowd there. So, Oh, that was something else we didn't talk about. What? 
I really wanted to talk about. So WWE came out and said that they're upset with the way the crowd is for NXT because NXT has been booing the shit out of Braun Breaker. To the point where they have told talent, they send an email to talent to bring your friends and family to NXT. It is what it is. If you move your ass out of the performance center and do live events more often, you would get a better view of your audience instead of the same crappy old ass people that have got nothing better to do than to go watch NXT. Like when they were Because in- I heard it was free. NXT is friggin'? Yeah. All you gotta do is like sign up and get your name put on the list. Like when they were in full cell? It was good. It yes, was that's what a lot of people were saying. But now they're at the PC and it's... It's something. It is something. I'm just saying, I forgot to write that down and discuss that. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. But uh, I read that the other day. But that's our AEW review. But also, if Braun Breaker was better, maybe he wouldn't be getting booed. See you later. Bye-bye. That is just my two cents on, on this tidbit of stuff. Or maybe if you wrote better shit, the fans would be more invested. Oh. Well, that's a nice article. <laughs> I saw. The LA Times just wrote an article on AEW, the first promotion to challenge WWE in two decades. It's ready to make a run. Well. Hmm. Did you know Randy Orton is the same age now as when Hulk Hogan formed the NWO? So, And in one month, Brian Danielson will be the same age. Anywho. Oh, they have outcast shirts. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Tim White will be inducted into the Hall of Fame for the Warrior Award. That's good. Okay, anything else you want to add? That Cole Carter is fine as fucking hell, and if you missed his match with uh, Takesha on... uh, Dark last night, you need to go on YouTube and watch it. I could see him holding a title in the near future, too. And no. Fuck you. Anything else you want to add? Um. <laughs> Why does this look like what would be on your phone? The last four pictures on your phone? <laughs> Not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. <laughs> All right, that is it for our AEW review from last week from Independence, Missouri. We'll be back next Wednesday with our review for Dynamite for tonight. This looks like it's gonna be a really good show. Get the Orange Cassidy versus the Butcher. <coughs> oh, hold on. We didn't go over the match card. 
How did we forget to do that, Mom? Because we've been talking for almost an hour and 30 minutes. That's not including the 30-minute prediction show. So we've actually been podcasting for almost two hours. But let's hit the card then. Hold on. I have to find it now. I know where I can find it. I need Instagram. I need Tony Khan. I need Tony Khan too, but that ain't happening. (laughs) Tony Khan. All right. It is Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia is going to beat Adam Cole. Fuck no. If Daniel Garcia wins this match, I will boycott the rest of this show. I thought you were going to say you're going to bust my TV. I was like, please don't. Then I'm going to have to go beg your nana to charge me a new TV. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys taking on the BCC. Dalton. Dalton. The boys. The boys. I adore y'all. Love y'all's act. Unfortunately, y'all getting murdered tonight. But it's going to be a good match. I feel like. Orange Cassidy and the Butcher for the AEW International Championship. What'd you say? Orange Cassidy and the Butcher. <sighs> you know fucking Orange Cassidy's gonna win because Tony Khan's got a hard on for Orange Cassidy. I don't know why, but he does. Willow versus Ruby Soho. Ooh. Ruby Soho won because of... Yeah, I think Ruby's gonna win, but who doesn't love Willow, Willow, Willow? Matt Hardy versus Jungle Jack Perry boy. Oh. Uh, Jack Perry's gonna win. And then for the IWGP United States Championship. Cobb! 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 Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb. United Empire Rise! Kenny Omega's gonna win, though, but I really want Jeff Cobb to win. Wouldn't be some shit if Will Ospreay comes out and throws his swing down? Mmm. Mmm. Then I might have to throw my panties off. But, okay, that's the card. I'm going to go play video games until you don't like me no more. I love you. Well, why are you going to go play video games? I have a whole list of shit we need to get done in the house. It's Wednesday. We don't do anything. We don't do anything any other time, neither, evidently. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Bye, peoples.